Hello, listeners, and uh, welcome to this new episode of Your B-Side, the podcast that will uh, tell us more today about our guest, Alex. Hey, Alex, welcome. Hey there. Thank you for having me. So, Alex, you know this podcast. We're going to start with your A-Side, obviously. So, you're going to tell us about your company, your role within this company. And then after that, we're going to switch to your B-Side and talk about all the other subjects. So, let's go. I love it. Um, so, my A-Side is, my name's Alex. I work at a company called Sama. Okay. And our objective is we're, we're a social business whose objective is to give people living in um, difficult situations in East Africa access to the digital economy. And our, okay. our idea is that if you give someone work rather than aid, yeah. they actually get the tools and the opportunity to change their trajectory and go from a place of poverty, extreme poverty, into you know, a place where they can thrive and grow into a career. And so we work, so far we've had a positive impact on over 60,000 lives. Okay. It's been studied by MIT, we're a case study at Harvard, at Stanford. And ultimately what we do is we find um, in three re regions in East Africa, in Nairobi, in Kampala, and in Gulu, uh, we find people that want to work, Okay. Have not not had the opportunity yet, and then we give them access to um, jobs in AI data labeling. We pay them full time wages. We give them access to benefits for them and their family, healthcare, etc. And we grow with them. And we service companies like Google, like Meta, like GM and Ford to help them power their most uh, mission critical AI applications. And so every single time you use some of their products, you're actually having a positive impact in the world, um, thanks to Samus Amazing. model. And then my role there is really around our global strategy. So how do we go to market? How do we grow the business? And then our fundraising efforts. So how do we continue to fuel our growth? Okay. So that we can go from, when I joined, we were 2,500 employees. Now we're 4,500. How do we Amazing. go to, you know, 10,000 to 20,000 to 30,000, and how do we help as many people as possible by giving them agency and ownership over their destiny and giving them opportunities to go forward? And I just maybe just to give a, a really clear perspective on this, we work with people that the unemployment rate sometimes is 50% where they work. Yeah. And there are p places around the world where people want to work, they want to have a good livelihood, they want to be dignified in what they do, and they just don't have access to that. But with the internet being prevalent around the world, it's an opportunity now to give work with fair conditions that allow people to, you know, really thrive. Perfect. Amazing mission, amazing mission, and congrats and uh, thanks, Sama, for for doing what you do because yeah, that's uh, that's needed and and thanks for all the the, the uh, African that you are helping within. Uh, are there specific countries and major countries in Africa? Yeah, so we work. So it's really interesting. So we work in Kenya and Uganda. Okay. Uh, so we work there mostly, but then we also work in India, um, and we work. You know, uh, we've we've tested out in a few other markets and. I'm not going to steal any of the thunder going forward, but we do hope <laughs> to expand into new markets and to bring this model. But I hope more than anything else, if somebody's listening and they're building a business and they're thinking about, okay, can I have a positive impact in the world while building a business? 
I think the lesson that I've learned is that you can, you should, and when you do, it actually leaves a little a little dent in the world, which is positive, and it helps move things just a little bit in the right direction. And I think that that ties maybe really well into my B side because you know I try to make my A side and my B side be very aligned. I'm trying to do yeah. something that fits with my values, but also gets me like I wake up energized every morning knowing that we're helping people help themselves and we're giving agency and opportunity and just like just a, a chance, yeah. just a chance to do something. Great. Thanks. Thanks for this and uh, detailed A, A side indeed. And uh, let's switch now to your B side. You understand how indeed you balance your A side and your yeah. B side. So with all the rest. So let's start with sports. And what sports do you practice today? You yeah, like so I'm, I do. I love basketball. I love okay. playing basketball. I'm not very good, but I love playing. <laughs> and then recently to get myself in shape, I'm starting to do CrossFit. Okay. Um, which I like because it's a group activity and it's always pushing me beyond what I know. Yeah. Um, so basketball for fun. I grew up always loving basketball and CrossFit is this new thing that I'm trying. Uh, I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. Okay. Perfect. Let's switch to movies. Uh, any favorite movie that you can rewatch and rewatch multiple times? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of them. I were to name one, I think singing in the rain. Uh, it's a, it's a Hollywood classic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I thought it was just magical. And even the song singing in the rain for me, it's just like, even in this, even if it's pouring out, there's always a silver lining. There's always something beautiful to be seen. So I like, I like some of the messages that come out of that movie about, you know, resilience, about thoughtfulness, about optimism, um, and about seeing the world in color, even when others see it in black and white. Good. Good, good choice. And so if we switch to TV series, any TV series that you're watching at the moment? Yeah, so I'm on Disney Plus, um, The Bear. I, I mean, yeah. I'm just like in the kitchen right now. Uh, <laughs> get it. I'm, I think it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's stressful, but it's really like, you know, I think when, I, when I'm watching movies or watching TV shows, I'm looking for something that, you know, has a little bit of an escape from the day to day. And so... Yeah. Um, If you ask my girlfriend, I don't think she would say that I'm I'm a Michelin star chef. So in this, in this, in this TV show, I'm I'm watching somebody who's you know this incredible chef that's taking over his 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 brother's uh, deceased brother's restaurant and just like yeah. trying to turn around this little place. So again, I like that that whole idea of you know somebody going in, taking skills and utilizing it for something different, and having a positive impact in their environment. So again, it, it touches on some of the themes that. For me, are important, but I I really like it. It's exciting. It's a good show. Yeah, I love it as well. I watched it, and 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 to your point, there are some parallels, right, with the corporate environment, right? We feel like it's a little company that is running, and a bit of leadership is needed as part of this. And yeah, loving it yeah. as well. Cool. Uh, so the bear on Disney Plus for anyone who wants to to watch this. If we switch to music now, any favorite musician you want to share? Who you're listening to? Yeah, I love um, Anderson Pack. I love Anderson Pack. I think just the kind of the mix, um, yeah, the beats that he brings. He has like such a varied musical genres. But I, I have to admit that I was I was looking at my Spotify kind of year in review, and for some reason Nigerian pop music is in the top three. Oh. So I don't. I'm not too sure where that's coming from, but I love. I, I, but I love it, and I, I think it's more like instrumentals and drums. 
yeah. and just like like that's that that attracts me a lot of music and so I, I don't know I really like it Anderson Pack is I saw him in concert a few times and every single time it's just a an amazing experience perfect what about the books any book you're reading or you've just finished reading yeah so I'm I have I've switched over to doing audiobooks which I like because it's just like I can be in driving around or doing something and The one book that I had on my list for a really long time, and I just got to it, was uh, Dreams of My Father by Barack okay. Obama. Yeah. And it's just a really surprising read. I, there's so many things about Barack Obama that I admire and so many things that I didn't know about him. And what's interesting is that that book was written right after he finished law school. So before his political career, before he became famous. And so yeah. it's a really... Um, It's really raw and thoughtful and very, I would say, true to probably who the person is. And I, for me, it's very eye-opening to get to read and to a certain extent get to know somebody that I had a, an image of, but who's, yeah. who's just a real, like a real human, thoughtful person who had struggles and was, was trying as hard as he could to succeed. And like, didn't necessarily have an easy life path, but got through it and learned some stuff. So it's really inspiring, and it's it's read by Barack Obama. So I feel like he's talking to me, which is, I mean, that's a dream come true in itself. So I'm, it's it's a pretty cool experience, I have to admit. It's a like personal relationship with him that you have then. Yeah, that's what I hope. I'm hoping yeah. that you know, I think, I, I think he's he's having one with many millions of people. But but when you when you listen to an audiobook read by the author, yeah. um, the intonations, the emotions how they talk about some things just emphasizes what they were going through more than anything else. And so I, yeah. I, I do find it really powerful, especially with him, who's such an eloquent speaker to listen to a story and just, yeah, I'm, I'm just absorbing it. I'm taking it. It's a great book. <laughs> yeah. Great. Barack, if you're listening uh, to this podcast, please uh, <laughs> give, yeah. uh, give a sign to Alex to confirm yeah. that you are talking to him. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Great. If we switch to the podcast that you're listening to, actually, any specific podcasts? Yeah, I, I love Masters of Scale uh, with uh, you know Reed Hoffman. Okay. I just think it's like all of these really great tidbits from uh, startup entrepreneurs, and it's just like the variety of topics that are talked about are really relevant to me. Um, I've been in entrepreneurship in different ways, whether that was as you know a lawyer helping advise companies, as an investor being involved directly in in structuring financing and sitting on boards or as an, as a, you know, a, an executive on companies that are scaling. Yeah. And I always found that that podcast uh, was relevant to me in all those contexts. And so I really, I, I think it's a great, a great listen. Okay. Masters of scale. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to travel with you now, Alex. So you want to talk about a memorable trip that you did. Uh, it was in Mongolia, right? So tell us about it. Yeah. I mean, So I, 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 at one point in time, I, I studied in China for a summer. Yeah. And at the end of that trip, some friends and I, we asked ourselves, you know, where would Marco Polo go? Like, <laughs> as, as a joke. And we realized that, you know, Marco Polo had gone to Mongolia. And so yeah. it was really close by. So we went and we took the train up all the way to, to, to inner Mongolian China. And then we went to the Gobi Desert, passed through Uh, arrived in Ulaanbaatar and then uh, took a, a, a car and just drove out into the plains nice. and met people that were still living a nomadic lifestyle, riding horses. Um, and it was just such a contrast to Beijing where I had spent the summer, which is like 
a little bit of glimpse in the future. Like everything is new. People are running in every direction. There's millions of people. And then suddenly arriving and looking out to emptiness and not hearing anything. And then suddenly looking back and there's like a horse in the middle of these plains was just such an, such a, an incredible experience. I, I would, I would recommend anybody to go to Mongolia. It's just hard to get to. So it's, it's, it's different from anything that I knew. Yeah. And that was a big contrast between the big city as the, the Beijing is, as, as you were mentioning and, and, uh, and yeah, this, uh, Mongolia desert and Gobi desert. So, okay, good. Thanks for sharing. It makes us want to travel even more. Actually. <laughs> so I think we're going to keep traveling with a slice of life that you wanted to share. I think was, uh, in Everest. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I've always um, tried to do yeah. is push myself to go beyond what I expect mm-hmm. uh, in a positive way, of course, and try to, you know, be the best version of myself in any way that I can. And one of the things that I was lucky enough to do was that I, I got um, a scholarship to go study for a semester abroad. Okay. And I, I, I saved up money. And with friends of mine, we backpacked across Southeast Asia and got to Kathmandu. And when we arrived there, we realized that we could go and uh, we could actually go up to base camp Everest. And that was a thing that was possible. Yeah. Um, and so we bought, you know, I remember is well, the guys told me when they sold it to me, they said, this is North fake. So it's not North face, <laughs> it's North fake. And it was chicken feathers inside of it. So I was quite cold. And we, we went up to we went up to uh, to Lukla, which is where, where you start off the, the adventure up to base camp. Without and any we, guide? So we so we took our lonely planets. Okay. And we had we had somebody help us with our bags. Okay. I would say he was a guide in the sense that he was incredible. As you go higher and higher up, you have less and less oxygen. So it's more and more difficult mm-hmm. to carry things. And this trip was incredible. He was kind and, and very generous with us and just was took very good care of us but essentially we had a a, a, a our lonely planet and we just started walking mm. and it took us nine days to get up um and it was really hard like a few of the guys that i was with my friends just we had to stop sometimes it was really difficult for the oxygen level and we got up to base camp and i remember um just being in front of everest and just being amazed by how little I was in front of such a majestic thing. And I think it put things into perspective, which is that, you know, I I was very, very fortunate already to be there. And that, you know, every, like this is, the world is so much bigger than us and there's so much to discover and that there's, you know, my journey was like this little part of it, but I, I learned so much about myself, about, the environment there about the people that I was with. And it was just, you know, really positive. Uh, but I mean, I still, I can close my eyes and still remember just looking up and seeing that the top of the world. It's pretty, yeah. pretty magic. Because ba- base camp, you're at like 5,000, 6,000 meters. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're at the, there's like this little mountain in the middle, um, Mount Kalapatar, and you go up to 5,550 meters. Okay. And then in front of you is this, 8,000 something meter (laughs) beast of the mountain, which is Everest. But, you know, throughout that, it was like, we, we, you know, we weren't really prepared. I had never really gone trekking in my life. So it was just about all these things about like 
having confidence in the other people that you're with, communicating well, listening to the limits of our bodies, also being very like humble in front of this experience, being open with others. Uh, you know, when you don't have oxygen, some people get anxious. So listening, taking time to walk mm. through these things and then getting to this summit uh, and just seeing it, which is like something that I never expected in my life to ever do. Yeah. It's a wonderful experience. And, and again, it put things into perspective for me because it, it, it kind of allows me to think about things differently. When I'm looking mm. at a big challenge or I'm looking at something difficult, you know, I just, I look down and I say to myself, it's just one step at a time and you're going to get there. And, and that metaphor for me was really powerful because there are mountains that seem unsurmountable. There are paths that are difficult. There are times when we're not prepared. But if we take a step back, we look at the people that surround us. We take time to speak with them about how we feel, what we're trying to accomplish. And we, we get their help and we move forward slowly and steadily. Oftentimes you can do pretty amazing things. And so that's transpired in, in the work that I've done with entrepreneurs in, yeah. in operating. It's, it's really just kept me very level set about the fact that you can't run up to that mountain. You have to take your time. It takes, you know, nine days to go up. Yeah. And you have to do it step by step. Amazing. I mean, that's a great advice for, as you said, any entrepreneur. So let's try this Everest Base Camp. All of us, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to go there. We have to, to experience what you've experienced, right? To really see it, uh, see it for real. So yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for the advice and this uh, this slice of life shared. And I think that if we talk about things that you want to do in the next years, upcoming years, uh, I guess travel will be there, but any specific destination countries yeah, that you will have in mind? That's a good, it's a really good question. I mean, I, with work, I discovered East Africa. So yeah. Kenya and Uganda and how lush and beautiful those countries are. And I think I'd like to, you know, go deeper into um, East Africa. So whether that's Tanzania, yeah. a little bit more Kenya, Uganda. It's, it's incredible. Like when you land in Uganda or in Kampala, at least in the capital, and you you look out, it's it's green, it's lush, it's the same level as the Amazon. It's the start, it's like uh, Lake Victoria, it's where the Nile starts. And you just look up and there's a toucan. And then there's these monkeys that you think are only in the Amazon. And there's all of this like life and so many different cultures and uh, like interesting stories that you hear um, that for me, it was just, you know, so eye-opening and I knew so little that for, for me, at least it's, it's just like an incredible experience in such rich culture. I mean, just in like, there's, you know, over 20 languages spoken in Kenya. Like yeah. it's just incredible to tell you the diversity of stories and peoples and cultures that are there. Um, and so for me, it's just like, I would love to go up Mount Kilimanjaro. I would love to go and like go out into the wilderness in Uganda maybe a little bit more of North Uganda and, you know, just discover more. I think it's so beautiful. So many things to, to see. So especially, so Africa will be your target to keep, uh, keep discovering Africa. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. East Africa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else uh, apart from travel that you, uh, you want to do that you have in your to-do list for the next years? I think, you know, this CrossFit thing, I have to get into shape. So that's probably one of the things <laughs> that's going to take up a lot of time. I mean, I think, you know, in the next few years, a to-do for me is just to continue in this vein of having a positive impact. Yeah. And um, I mean, that seems really like 
simple. But what I realized is it's about having, taking actions every day in every aspect of our life to be positive and just like trying something different. And what we're doing at, 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 at Sama, at the company that I work at is, is very unique. We're trying to build a social venture back business. Like yeah. this pretty unique in the technology. And so for me, that's an, an avenue to scale positive impact. And so just learning about that, learning how I can transpose that in other things that I'm involved with in my personal life, whether that's in charitable work, whether that's in uh, board involvements, whether that's working as a mentor for entrepreneurs, I just really want to, I want to do good and and do it to like as many people as possible and have a positive impact. And that's really core to who I am and what I want to do and where I want to be in my life. Um, and I've, and that's, that's made me, uh, assess opportunities in a very different way. So I, I really look always, the first criteria for how I'm involved in something is what is going to be the positive impact that's going to come out of that. Okay. Um, and so that's that's what I'm really looking forward to, is just amplifying that. Perfect. Great. And to finish this episode, Alex, uh, an anecdote that you want to share that uh, just a few people know about you. I love ribs. So I love ribs. I'm, I'm like a fan of ribs. If uh, I just, I like, I can't get enough of it. I love, I was watching a TV show the other day about like Texas barbecue. And I don't know why, but it's just a fascination. It brings back, like, I just love it. So the thing is like, I, uh, I, I love ribs. It's something that very few people know about me. Um, I, I just like, it's one of those things that I can, I could eat forever. If I'm stuck on a, like a, uh, an island and I can only bring one food, it will be ribs. It'll be a hump non-stop quantity <laughs> so there we go that's something very few people know about me great perfect thanks for sharing alex amazing anecdote and amazing b-sides already thanks a lot alex for joining this episode thank you so much for having me and uh, thanks uh, listeners for listening to uh, alex b-side uh, there will be obviously another episode next week so wishing you a very great week and uh, see you next week for another episode of your b-side